This is These Amazing Places, show 179 for the week of September 26th. Hey everybody, this is Doug. Adam is busy again this week, and so he will appear briefly on the show uh, to talk about some uh, interesting news that came out this week about Disney. Uh, anyway, so this is what I'm going to be doing this week. I'm going to talk about Disney's newest cruise to Hawaii, uh, and then uh, even though Adam and I aren't, are apart, uh, we're going to both share our thoughts on the news of the new Avatar Land coming to Animal Kingdom, in case uh, you haven't heard about that. Uh, then I'm going to give you guys the latest Disney has to offer in uh, Walt Disney World packages to get you thinking about your first or maybe your next trip. Uh, last, I'm going to take you on a week. On a week. Last, I'm going to take you on a walk through Adventureland and describe what it has to offer its inhabitants. Grab yourself a cold beverage, put on the headphones, and settle in. I'll be right back. Okay, everybody, first I'm going to start off this week with some uh, new Disney information, and the first bit of that information is uh, Disney's uh, cruise to Hawaii. I guess the thing is, is they already had one of these booked for, I think it was March 29th, something like that, April 29th and uh, of the coming year, and that cruise quickly uh, filled up, so they've added another one to the uh, itinerary. Anyway, that cruise is, as I said, to Hawaii. It deports from LAX. It's a 15-night journey, and here's kind of the deal of what you'll be doing on it. Uh, you'll visit four major islands, the Big Island, Maui, Oahu, and Kauai. Uh, you'll do swimming, snorkeling, parasailing, hiking, horseback riding, and more. You also get to visit the uh, Pearl, Harbit, uh, Pearl, Harbit, Pearl Harbor uh, exhibit and museum, and you also get to visit Disney's newest resort, Alani. So, uh, yeah, if you've uh, got some cash in hand and nothing better going on, and if you have or haven't been to Hawaii, this uh, might be a nice way to uh, check it out. Uh, let's see, next I've got uh, some information on the Avatar uh, theme park, basically, Avatar Land that they want to add into Disney's Animal Kingdom. I'm just going to read some of this off, and then I'm going to go to a clip that I've got of Adam, kind of giving his impressions on what he thinks about it, and then I'll come back after that and uh, give my impressions on it. So anyway, it says, uh, when James Cameron's Avatar hit theaters in 2009, many moviegoers were so dazzled by the lush 3D world of the alien moon Pandora that they wanted to step right inside. Now, now the Walt Disney Company is aiming to offer that kind of experience to its theme park patrons. Disney's Imagineers are working with Cameron, his production producing partner, John Landau, and studio center 20th Century Fox to bring the fantasy world from Avatar to its theme park. Uh, let's see here, beginning with a multi-attraction themed land at the Animal Kingdom in Orlando. Uh, grand groundbreaking for the Avatar Land at Animal Kingdom is planned for 2013, but the attraction isn't scheduled to open until 2016, so we got a little while to wait. After it premieres, after the premieres of the Avatar sequels in 2014 and 2015, so it's kind of a good idea. They'll let them get uh, the remainder of the movies out, and so then they add everything that's come forth within all three of the movies into that section of the park. Let's see here. The, the attraction is still in its earliest development stages. Cameron has clear ideas about what he'd like any Pandoran land to include. 
and here's what he had to say. I definitely want to do a flight attraction of some kind. The director said citing the Soren ride at Epcot in Orlando and California Adventure Park in Anaheim as a personal favorite. Flying is a big part of the movie. Uh, one of the things people liked the most at the test screenings was going up into the floating mountains in the flying sequences. We may have Banshees. I, Leno, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. It's Le Leon Pederexes. Uh, maybe some other flying creatures that don't make their appearance until the second and third film. So anyway, uh, uh, that's just a little bit of what uh, James Cameron had to say about this new attraction. And so I'm going to cut away here real quick to what Adam had to say, and then I'll give my own uh, little uh, uh, thoughts on it. And uh, as we always say, we would definitely like to hear your thoughts on it. So uh, send us forth uh, in the email at podcast at these amazing places. Any uh, things you may have uh, that you would like to say or wish to see in it. All right, and I'll be right back. This is Adam, and I'm going to go through some of the, some stuff on this segment of the show this week. Doug's doing the rest. But one thing we wanted to talk about was what was recently re announced on the Disney blog this week. It's DisneyParks.com slash blog if you're interested. And if many of you probably already know about it. This happened on September 20th. Uh, Disney announced a partnership with the film producers of Avatar. And they basically announced that Avatar is going to be in the Disney parks. Well... What better place to have a movie and a themed land like Avatar, but in the park of Disney's Animal Kingdom? Now we've spoken about Disney's Animal Kingdom in a long, you know, a lot, and saying you should go, you should go. Well, this is definitely going to draw a lot more people there. It's going to make it a bigger park. And on Disney's blog, they actually answered some questions, and I'm going to go through a couple of those for you, in case you guys didn't hear about it. And may, I don't know, maybe it'll spark some discussion amongst yourselves. Then. Uh, Doug and I will be talking about it every once in a while here on the show. It's going to be a while before it comes out. But anyway, here here's some of the questions that they answer on the blog. One of the questions was timing. And according to the blog, construction will begin in 2013. From start to finish, the project of this size and scope takes about five years to design and build. So that doesn't mean we don't know an exact date when it's going to be completed, but kind of gives you an idea that it's going to be a big project. And of course, they're still working on details, which, you know, is still up under discussion. So who knows what's going to happen there? Uh, one of the questions is, is this just going to be a park expansion or will a land replace something? And this is reading directly from them. Uh, we're just beginning the blue, blue sky process, which the blue sky process is like the Imagineering uh, stage of things. Uh, so I don't have much to share about how we are going to execute our vision for our first Avatar land, but we're focused on this being an important addition to Disney's Animal Kingdom, and they just say they're looking forward to sharing more plans. Specific attractions. Um, it was uh, basically they are saying that Avatar lands will give guests the chance to see here and touch the world of Pandora and we can't wait to draw, dive in with James Cameron and his team as we create new experiences that will delight and thrill our guests. 
So basically it's going to be, uh, it's still in planning, but they're going to have multiple attractions, entertainment, merchandise locations, restaurants, and other immersive elements. So it's not necessarily going to be just one little attraction where you go in and it's like the movie experience or anything like that. Um, skipping over a couple of them here. I don't want to go over all these. You guys can read through them on the blog. It's an older entry, so you'll have to skip back a few if you didn't get to catch it. One of the other questions was, is it going to be at any of the other Disney parks? And it's they announced it at Walt Disney World Resort, but they have not excluded other locations, but um, they just basically say, we don't know yet. So it's still a possibility, but at this point, point it's just going to be at Walt Disney World. Uh, attraction theming. Uh, somebody asks, how does Avatar fit in with the Disney theme? And of course, you've heard us talk about it in the past where... Or maybe we haven't really gone into it in detail, but when they first announced Animal Kingdom, they had this like fairy tale land where it wasn't called that, but it basically had dragons and mythical creatures that were animals, but necessarily weren't real. Um, and they actually, if you still look on their front sign as you exit the parking lot, there's a picture of like a dragon and a silhouette on the sign. Um, but that's where the Yeti came from and uh, Expedition Everest, and it fits well into the theming. Well. I'm assuming that they're going to fit it around that land and kind of make that sort of the way it's going to be. Now, Everest has its own storyline where you're you're in the Himalayas and you're going up, you know, a mountain and it's it's based off a mythical creature. So, it's a very good chance that they might incorporate that into the Avatar theme because Avatar's of course somewhat of a mythical creature and uh, but it includes th themes that are well with the Disney theme, Disney's Animal Kingdom theme. And finally, uh, the, one of the questions at the end here is asking, well, why'd you buy somebody else's idea? And it's, it's been done like that in the past with uh, Star Wars and Indiana Jones and Cars Land and Pixar and different stuff like that. Um, but in reality, I just want to take a second here. And I think overall, my opinion of the movie isn't the greatest. I mean, I, I thought it was going to be a good movie anyway because people talked about it. And I remember hearing that it was like the movie Dances with Wolves, and that was a pretty decent movie back, I don't even know, the 80s or 90s, I forget when that came out, but anyway, um, James Cameron's been known for that kind of stuff, where he comes out with movies and usually is a blockbuster hit. Well, then also announced on the blog that it's gonna, they're gonna have a sequel to it, and then a part three to it, that's gonna come out in theaters, so it's not like Avatar, the movie, is the only thing that's gonna be pushing this thing. And so with those announcements, as Disney has done in the past, they're going to come out with theme park attractions and lands to expound on this. And so I think one of the greatest things, I, I mentioned this on the show before, Disney's Animal Kingdom is one of my favorites. So it's going to be an, an addition to this park, which is nice because it will probably extend the theme park hours, let you get a chance to stay there longer, give you more things to see and do, probably give you some more attractions for those you know, those coaster fans, not necessarily coaster fans, but something more than just a simple dark ride over at Fantasyland, but something more uh, big. And, and who knows, you know, they're still under discussion what they're going to do, but I think it'll be a good addition. We'll see what happens, and it's going to be a long time before we even get to check it out. But if you, if you stay attention, pay attention to Disney's blog and catch on that, you'll be able to catch uh, all the good stuff that's coming out in regard to Avatar and the future news. Since it's just announced this this past week, it's probably going to be a while before they begin pushing through things. We're going to hear more about Fantasyland opening and other things that are opening soon. 
Um, Doug and I'll be on those news items every once in a while when they come out. As you know, we don't cover the news just because it's fresh and breaking news. We just like to talk about it because it's a pretty cool addition to talking about theme parks and visiting and when when would be a good time for you to visit. And now that was another good example you could bring up as you guys think about you know going to Disney World. A lot of families don't go in every year. It's three or four or five years. And maybe you want to go and visit in 2013 when Fantasyland opens. Well, construction on Avatar begins there, and then maybe three or four years after that, Avatar will be finished. It'll be perfect timing for you and your family to check out. Especially if you have younger kids going to Fantasyland three or four or five years later, they're going to be a little older, and Avatar might be something more that they might be interested in. I could also see Disney doing some cartoon things with Avatar. If I mean, this is totally just guessing, but they could even put together a cartoon series and do something on that that would kind of rope in the little kids into the Avatar world because the movie is PG-13 so it's kind of not geared towards kids right now but as Disney always does they kind of incorporate the kid theming into things and makes it fun for the the entire family alright so anyway just want to let you guys know about that Um, feel free to email us on comments of anything and uh, we hope that we and give you something fun to listen to throughout your week as you are enjoying your week. And I'm going to shoot it back to Doug, let him have the rest of the show, and I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. Okay, thanks, Adam. And uh, I'm just going to throw in a little bit of uh, some stuff that I had to say about the Avatar thing. It's going to go more in the direction of kind of uh, trying to give you a visual of maybe what I could see that might go in there. Uh, Technically, I I guess whenever I think about it, um, first of all, I have to tell you that I wasn't a great fan of the movie, but uh, that really doesn't change my mind when it comes to theme park stuff. I see a huge amount of potential uh, from this movie uh, into attractions. So technically, I, I guess whenever I go back to thinking of what they could do, I always see the canopy of like a rainforest. And by canopy, I mean, you know, the large amount of trees. Uh, honestly, you create like a zipline attraction that uh, uh, that might be coaster kind of related that would take you in and out of the trees above and below and down through valleys. Of course, you could do that also as uh, Cameron had spoke about. Uh, like in a Soren type of uh, inside dark ride, uh, but you could also do many things outside. I also just go into thinking uh, about how you could use LED lights in the trees and to light a lot of the area. And I'm also thinking how awesome you could probably make this place and it would give a great reason to um, um, have the parks, that park anyway, open at nighttime. Uh, whereas right now it's gorgeous around there at night and everything else, but they have many things to take care of. So if you kept maybe even just this section of the park open uh, and you would have to shut down the safari and maybe some other places just because of the animal care that they have to do, but you could, you could really feature this part of the park. Uh, during that time so that's really uh, all I had to say on it I'm just thinking that you know there I see huge potential and of course we still have two other movies that are going to come out so they could expand on the the ideas and the things that they could do within this park so let's just uh, everybody stay tuned and I think it's going to be great when this comes about so that's all I have and uh, we're going to move on now with the rest of the uh, vacation and uh, new Disney news
Okay, and uh, now that wraps up uh, the Avatar stuff for now. And I've got a couple more things, or at least one more thing here to add in. And that's new vacation packages that um, Disney has just put up there. They are room only. Well, you can go into, there's a few different ones to pick from here. So I'm just going to start at the beginning and go down through them. The first one is a room only, standard room uh, all at one of the all-star resorts. It's $87.00 plus tax for room only. And uh, as I've said before, there's a good possibility, and I'm not sure yet, but uh, that they could any, uh, annual pass discount onto that. Um, I talked to Disney just uh, yesterday, and they said that the next Mickey Monitor and the next batch of discounts that come to to uh, annual pass holders don't really come out until basically January 1. So I'll have a lot to, more to say about that when that happens. Anyway, okay, so as I said, it's $87 plus tax. And it says most Sunday through Thursday nights. And here are the dates. August 14th through November 18th of 2011. November 26th through December 22nd of 2011. January 2nd through February 14th of 15th, I'm sorry, of 2012, August 5th through September 20th of 2012. The um, next one that they have is a six-day, seven-night for a uh, family of four, all-star resorts with theme park tickets, and that is no hopper tickets. Yeah, let's see here, basically you're looking at $68 per day and select nights. Uh, let's see here, okay, the nights are uh, August 14th through November 18th of 2011, November 26th through December the 22nd of 2011, January 2nd through February 15th of 2012, February 26th through March 8th of 2012, April 15th through May 31st of 2012, uh, August 5th through November 16th of 2012, and November 24th through December 20th of 2012. So that covers a lot of, uh, well, pretty much all of next year, uh, except for a few blackout dates, of course, that are always holidays. Uh, let's see here. It says here that uh, if you did this, the six day, seven night for a family of four, that uh, would be 1893 based on two adults, one junior age, 10 to 17, and one child, three to nine. So that would make up the uh, package of four. The last one that they put out is the value in dining ticket and uh, dining package. It's also six days, seven night family of four at the All-Star Resorts with tickets. Uh, once again, these are just base tickets, no hopper, and quick service dining. Uh, they worked that out to about $98 a day, $25.95 is the total with the six day, seven night and everything I just described. And here are the dates, August 14th through November 18th, uh, 2011, November 26th through the 22nd, 2011. January 2nd through February 15th, 2012. February 26th through March 8th, 2012. April 15th through May 31st, 2012. August 5th through November 16th, 2012. And November 24th through December 20th of 2012. Once again, covers pretty much uh, all of next year. And uh, you know what? Great way to book these if you want to and uh, also to get somebody who will follow along in case other deals come out too they can add on to this is to give Roy a call and to do that you can contact Roy at 855-441-4414 or you can go to our book at page at theseamazingplaces.com okay that's it for now and I'll be back with the feature of the show
Okay, everybody. A few weeks ago, uh, actually, maybe longer back than that, I kind of started a little series, and basically what it does is takes you uh, from from land to land within the parks, uh, but within the train. And uh, so, uh, technically, this week, even though the stop for the train doesn't really stop at this point, uh, I'm going to at least uh, play the announcement from the train and uh, and then take you into the section of the uh, section of the Magic Kingdom. And that section is uh, Adventureland. So what I'm going to do then uh, is technically I want to take you across the bridge, uh, the newly remodeled bridge, and uh, and then just kind of we'll do a quick uh, stop. Uh, by each one of the uh, places that are within that place, within that land, and um, I'll play some background audio from the place, and I'll also play maybe a short clip of each attraction and stuff as we go through, so uh, uh, I'll be right back. Okay, so the first place we're going to stop at is Aloha Isle. Many of you might be familiar with this place. Uh, in addition to Dole Whips, which are incredible, I say you can get a Dole Whip. Actually, I'd say even get a Dole Whip float. Uh, they also have chocolate and vanilla soft serve ice cream. Uh, let's see here. The pineapple and chocolate flavors can be swirled with vanilla. You can also get pineapple Coke or root beer floats. As I said, get the pineapple float. It's incredible. Uh, chips and beverages are also available. So definitely go and check that place out. And I think once you've done the pineapple float once, it'll be a regular stop for you. It has become that for myself and I believe for Adam also. And it's not all that expensive, so uh, definitely give it a try. Uh, it's fantastic, too, on a cold day. It kind of cools down your whole body. So anyway, next stop will be the Swiss Family Treehouse. And uh, it is actually under a refurb at this time, so it is closed here for a little while. But the treehouse itself uh, basically makes it so you can uh, enjoy a glimpse into what it would be like to live like the Swiss Family Robinson uh, by touring their famous treehouse. I'm sure a lot of people have done this. I have to be honest with you, I haven't done it in years. Um, but probably when I go back next time, I'm going to go over and check it out again uh, since it was not open on my last trip there. Okay, the uh, next place that we're going to go to would be the Jungle Cruise. And uh, we have actually visited this attraction. And and I'm going to play a little clip of that here. Attacking natives, everybody get down! Get down, get down, get down, get down, get down! 
and technically the uh, quick description of this attraction is you travel down a winding river touring places from all four continents it's a humorous safari boat tour water uh, water ride for the jungle cruise uh, comes from a canal behind the magic kingdom that empties out into Cinderella's castle interesting the water is dyed green to hide the track work and control systems but the dye is natural and biodegradable uh, the jungle cruise boats follow a track and are powered by compressed natural gas a radio broadcast can be heard in the queue this is kind of a neat thing can be heard in the queue area that sets the stage for guests Listen carefully for the numerous jokes and a reference to Mickey Mouse during the song, You're the Top. Uh, Walt definitely, uh, he had so much success with his True Life Adventure films, he wanted to use real animals in the Jungle Cruise attraction. The original boats had pristine plant uh, paint jobs, but this was later thought to be unrealistic for a true jungle environment. So uh, I know a lot of you probably have done this, but uh, if you haven't done it in some time, or maybe you haven't done it at all, definitely go check it out. Uh, just remember too, the joke lines are basically different about every time you go on it. Okay, and the uh, next place, it's, it's not really an attraction, it can be. It's called the Spitting Camels, and you'll see them off to your left-hand side, actually right before you get to uh, where you're going to go down the steps to the Jungle Cruise. Uh, let's see here. It's definitely, they look to catch you off guard, and so you always see a, kind of a water spot on the pavement from where they've been spitting out. Uh, the camels used to be located in MGM Studios until Aladdin was added to the Magic Kingdom in 2001. Next up is the Enchanted Tiki Room. Uh, we actually did review this on show 65, and then we're going to review it again now that it has been refurbed uh, in an upcoming show. Uh, a lot of you know it is an an audio animatronic stage show. It used to be featuring Lago and Zazu, and no longer does. Uh, it was an early, an early concept for the attraction was drawn to be a restaurant for a Chinatown section on Main Street, USA. The audio animatronic birds would entertain guests while they dined. That uh, technically worked out to be impossible uh, for them to be able to uh, allow people to dine, make enough basically profit, and keep people, people in there. Um, technically, people could be in there for so long that it would not be cost conscious. So they changed their minds and just turned it into a common attraction. You will notice too on the rooftop of the Enchanted Tiki Room, the animals on the roof can be seen from both Adventureland and Frontierland. On the Adventureland side, the animals appear as Asian water buffalo, but from the Frontierland, they are recognized as Western Longhorn cows. This way, the theming of the Frontierland is not interrupted. The original Enchanted Tiki Room was one of Walt Disney's favorite attractions. He got his idea on a trip to New Orleans when he saw a mechanical bird in a cage. From that, the very first Disney, anima, Disney and audio animatronics were born. Uh, let's see, a decline in show attendance caused Imagineers to revise the attraction in 1998, becoming the Enchanted Tiki Room under new management. However, in May 2011, Walt Disney Imagineering announced the return of the original show at the Destination D conference. I'm just going to play a little piece of that. Okay, the next thing is the Magic Carpets of Aladdin, which we have also featured on the show. 
Uh, it's a flying carpet ride which circles around the magic genie lamp. You're able to control the up and down movement. Look for the pieces of tile embedded in the pavement around the Aladdin attraction. They're from a building that was taken down to make room for magic carpets of Aladdin. Disney's Disney Imagineers often leave behind small reminders of prior attractions. So definitely check that out. It's kind of a cool attraction there. And gives you kind of an interesting view while you're up there uh, that you wouldn't be able to get from anywhere else within that land. Okay, next place, Pirates of the Caribbean. Everybody who's been there knows this place and loves this place. Of course, it did go through a new retheming uh, when the uh, latest Pirates movies came out and they added in Jack Sparrow. As you enter the building, uh, choose the line to the right. You'll pass two imprisoned pirates playing chess. Look closely at the chessboard. Either player's turn would result in a never-ending series of moves. Show designer Mark Davis, an avid chess player, personally designed the board this way. Guests might infer that the two have been playing this game for some time, given their present condition. And I do believe, yeah, we do have a picture. I'll make sure that's up. Uh, on the uh, up on our Flickr site so you can see that soon after sailing off on adventure you'll come to a gentle waterfall while it's all part of the fun the purpose for this uh, drop is to get the boats under the Walt Disney World Railroad tracks Pirates of the Caribbean is located in a massive ride building located on the other side of the tracks and everybody if you're riding the uh, railroad and you come through this section, basically it would be between Main Street and Frontierland Station. Keep an eye on, I believe it's over on your left-hand side, uh, to the tracks, and you can see the, the ride building for Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jack travel with a crew of pirates as they pillage and plunder Car Caribbean ports of call. The Pirates of the Caribbean attraction did not exist on opening day in 1971 because Imagineers felt Florida's proximity to the Caribbean would be of disinterest to the guests. Uh, let's see here. The Disneyland version opened in 67. Uh, it was the last attraction Walt supervised before his passing. Disneyland's Pirates of the Caribbean was originally designed as a walkthrough attraction with pirates made of wax. When Walt Disney created attractions for the 1964 World's Fair, a new ride system was developed that used boats. This technology was then used on pirates, and I believe that those boats and that ride system was designed for Small World, which was at the uh, World's Fair. Okay, just outside of, uh, of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, there's actually a thing called Jack Sparrow Tutorial. It's actually a stage show that you'll see. And uh, I'm going to play a little uh, piece of it here, just a little bit. Okay, uh, we would have uh, recorded more of that except for it's some audio problems the day that we were there and things actually died off at about at the very end of that clip 
that I just played you. But uh, it did remind us a lot of uh, the uh, Jedi Training Academy that they do over at Hollywood Studios. So anyway, little boys, of course, may like it. Little girls may like it also. So uh, just keep an eye out for it. Uh, the stage is almost right across from Pirates of the Caribbean. So go over and check that out. All right, last in um, Adventureland. I'm going to uh, talk just a little bit about uh, some places to eat that you'll run into there. Uh, one of them has just been rethemed. Um, I'm not even going to try to say the original name of it. It basically was Spanish for the pirate and the parrot and the pirate. Anyway, it is now called Tortuga Tavern. And what you can get there are basic uh, Mexican food, um, tacos, burritos, stuff like that. Looks like fairly decent prices. A uh, good alternative to... Uh, to Pecos Bills, which is very crowded, but also very good, and you've heard me talk about that in previous shows. Uh, they also have a toppings bar here, so you can load your stuff up. And as I said, it's a good change from the standard burgers and hot dogs that you might get down at Casey's. So go give that a try. It looks like most stuff's around seven something uh, per meal. So not a bad deal at all. Uh, the next place uh, is Sunshine Tree Terrace. Technically what they sell there is drinks and snacks. So um, anyway, not a whole lot else to say there. That's kind of what that is. So uh, some place to keep in mind as you're kind of heading through the area. Uh, there are also a few places to shop in when you're there. One is the, uh, well, one of them is actually a kiosk that you'll see as you just cross the bridge. It's called Boana Bob's. Take a look at it. They always have a lot of little unique items to the area itself. And the next one is the Agrabah Bazaar. There's a, uh, it's kind of neat place uh, actually. A lot of uh, neat, uh, of course, merchandise and stuff in there. Just go in there, definitely go in there and check it out. Uh, look up to, there's a lot of cool stuff, um, a lot of memorabilia and stuff up around the ceiling so all right everybody that is what i have on adventureland i hope this uh, helps you hope it reminds you hope we actually i was able to throw in a little bit of sounds and stuff there that uh that brought back some memories for you okay and i will be back in just a second to wrap up the show All right, everybody, that is going to wrap things up for this week. Uh, we've done a lot of Disney stuff lately, and we have a lot more to come. Uh, we're also going to get back into, uh, probably back into maybe some New York City, some uh, Washington, D.C., definitely some more uh, Universal Studios. We haven't come near close to covering everything there. Um, in case you haven't seen either, we have a lot of stuff up on uh, our uh uh, Ustream site now. Basically, that is uh, ustream.com slash uh, these amazing places, I believe. You can go on there. We have quite a few videos of all the different places we've been to. Some walkthroughs and stuff that I did in the parks. Uh, they're a little shaky and stuff like that, but if you haven't seen, seen for instance, uh, Toy Story Mania, I actually walked all the way up to the ride car, so you can get a chance to kind of check that out. Uh, anyway, we're trying to add everything we can with the funds that we have. Um, going to try to make several trips back to Disney again this year so keep an eye out for that any ideas you have anything you'd like to see us do any information that you need um, I guess what Adam and I really strive to do is try to find cheaper ways to be able to get people into the parks my dream is that everybody would at least get a chance to go and try the Disney parks one time uh, and then um, if you love them then you know maybe you'll find more ways to go back or you'll help us to help you to find more ways to go back if I could figure out a way to make it free for everybody I would do that but that's just not possible right now so 
Anyway, if you're struggling out there and looking for a way, you know, that you would like to take your family, uh, just uh, let Adam and I and Roy try to help you out. All right, everybody, that's it for this week. I hope everyone is doing well with the fall season in the air. So, for everybody who loves football, welcome back. And we'll see you again next week. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. Copyright 2011. Thanks so much for listening.